Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Screen. I'm Viola. Today, I'm going to make an announcement because this episode is the one before the last one. Before I stop the podcast for a while, I'm going to work at U23 World Baseball Competition, and then there's World Cup afterwards. So I think it would be better if I stop updating for a while. And then restart the show after World Cup. But don't worry, there's still one episode before that. And today I'm going to talk about movies that I've seen myself. So without further ado, let's listen to the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Six forty-five. The plot is unknown at this time. Wait, what? Yes, exactly. If you go to IMDb to look for this movie, six forty-five, this is the introduction you get. But don't worry, I've seen it, and I think it's very interesting. So it's my duty to introduce the movie to you. You may think the name of the movie, six forty-five, is very weird. It actually means lottery, picking six numbers out of forty-five. So the story itself is related to lottery. The movie features a lot of big stars, but you may not know because they're not superstars like somebody you would know from some Korean soap opera or idol groups. But they are famous acting comedies such as this one. The story happens between a group of South Korean and North Korean soldiers. It's a crazy comedy based on a lottery ticket that wins 5.7 billion Korean dollars. The protagonist Chung Woo is going to be discharged very soon, and one day he picks up a lottery ticket that flies to him, and to his surprise, it wins the jackpot. But you know, things don't always go the way people want. The lottery ticket then flies to North Korea. The story focuses on Chung Woo, who misses his lottery ticket, and another soldier, North Korean soldier Yong Ho, who picked up the lottery ticket. But if he stays in North Korea, it's just a piece of paper. He needs to change it into money in South Korea. And there are some other unexpected members who join this journey. They all decide to cross the border to start this exciting secret negotiation for the 5.7 billion Korean dollar award. It's a comedy. It's super funny, and I personally like it because it's not just funny. The plot is actually very well knitted. I brought my mom to watch it. She liked it very much, and she's a person who falls asleep at movie theaters. So I think you can call Six Forty Five a very successful comedy. Now let's move on to the second new movie we're going to talk about today. I've seen it before too, but actually I already forgot what it talks about. What is that? Let's check out the introduction. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. A generation of hero Li Mubai intended to withdraw from the arena, and entrusted her confidant Yu Xiulian to transfer the Qingming Jian to the collection of Lord Bell, but was stolen by Yu Jiaolong that night. 
Yu Shoulian secretly visited and knew that it was Miss Yu Fu Jade Dragon. She tried to force the Jade Dragon to return the sword, so as not to hurt her kindness. But Li Mubai found the traces of the blue eye who killed her master. She hid in the Jade Mansion and took the Jade Dragon as a disciple. And the Jade Dragon wants to use the Qingming Sword to cut off the shackles that hinder Luo Xiaohu, and they privately decide for life. The relationship has become complicated. Yu Xiaolian and Li Mubai cherish the Jade Dragon, which is a rare talent, and painstakingly guide them. But the Jade Dragon has made it unwilling to listen to dissuasion. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a classic re-release. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, it was released in 2000, so I think many of us have seen it. Actually, I'm not sure, but I think I did watch it. But it was really a long time ago, so I don't really remember what's in the story. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was directed by the Taiwanese director, An Li, and the reason why it's a classic is because it totally opened the eye for Western martial arts. And back in 2000, people started to be interested in martial arts because of this movie in the West. It was selected to the Cannes Films Festival and won four big awards at the Academy Awards. The movie contains brand new martial arts visual with speed. Basically, An Li brought the A-listed stars with him created very ancient, but at the same time very modern Crunching Tiger Hidden Dragon. It was not only critically acclaimed in the European and American markets, but also got nominated for 10 different awards at the Academy Awards, and it ended up winning Best Foreign Movie. So back in 2000, Taiwan, Hong Kong, China started to film martial arts a lot. You could say Crunching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was a very important milestone for Mandarin martial arts movies. I don't know if this is politically correct, but I personally have little interest in martial arts. I don't know, I just don't like it. Not that I like Western fighting more, I just don't think martial arts are fascinating. I don't know what it was like back in 2000. Was it still a stereotype that Asian people know something about martial arts? Because like now, modern world, a company like Marvel that focuses on politically correct very much still uses martial arts to depict Shang-Chi, but of course the original story of Shang-Chi is related to martial arts. But I really doubt if I tell people, oh I haven't seen Crunching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or I'm not interested in martial arts, what would they say? Just like when I met a Canadian who doesn't watch hockey at all, I would feel very weird. But I guess if you're interested in martial arts, you really don't want to miss this re-release of Crunching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Now before we move on to Top 007, let's review what we had from last week. Remember we had all 7 movies in the part from Top 3 to Top 1. There were two Top 3's, Spirited Away and Top Gun Maverick. 
two for top two, Broad Mastra Part One Shiva and One Piece Femme Red. Last but not least, we had three top ones: Barbarian, Bully Trent, and Shin Ultraman. This week is a little bit better, but not much difference. Let's listen to top seven to top four first. Top four. Don't worry, darling. What if this place is dangerous? What if what? No, Jack. It's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. See how they run. There was an incident. I'll kill you. It's as good as a confession. It's not jump to conclusions, constable. What do we have here? <laughs> Working late, huh? Remember in the beginning of the show that I mentioned today, I would try my best to talk about movies that I've seen. That actually helped me pick which one to discuss here, because both of them, "Don't Worry, Darling" and "See How They Run," I want to discuss. But I've seen "Don't Worry, Darling" myself, so obviously it's the go-to choice. Actually, it's not a movie that I like very much after I watch it. I went to watch it because of Chris Pine. I like Chris Pine very much, and I have to admit that. Even though he didn't have a lot of scenes in the movie, his acting skills pretty good in the movie. But that's just not what I want to mention here. First of all, the movie talks about truth underneath the surface. If you've seen the trailer, you will know that the neighborhood in the Victory Project seems so harmonious and perfect. But everyone's habit is the same, and everyone's life is the same. It just gives you a very weird feeling. Merely from watching the trailer, you can feel that this perfect neighborhood has something hidden behind it. The residents seem to have free will, but everything they do is so mechanical. Even though they seem very happy, they're laughing together. You still feel that oh, I don't think it's that simple as you see. The director wanted to challenge the audience imagination as well. I think the topic is actually pretty new. Although one of my scriptwriter friends said he thinks that this is very cliche, but I do think there are a lot of twists and visual shocking effects. Director Olivia Wilde said that she was inspired by The Matrix, Inception, and Truman's World. And she also wants the audience to think whether you will give up perfect life like the one you see in the Victory Project for something right. In the first part of the movie, you really don't know what it wants to tell you. The director started to give you some leads after the middle, and then in the end, it was the reveal. I would say if you like thriller. Maybe you will like it, but it's not that kind of suspense you imagined. Or if you like Chris Pine, you can go watch it like me. Now it's the last part of our show today. Let's listen to top three to top one. Top three, Pearl. If only they would just die. Shin Ultraman. Top two, Barbarian. Silent Parade. Yukawa Sensei. Top one. DNA Avatar. Marine in an Avatar body. 
the woman king. They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. Well, this is not a little bit crowded. It's very crowded. But let me talk a little bit about each of them. The first one, Pearl. There hasn't been any plan for this movie to be released in Taiwan yet. If you've seen an old American movie called X, you would know what this character is. Pearl is a little girl, and the movie Pearl is like the prequel of the Orphan that was released recently. It's the prequel of X. Telling us how this cute girl, this adorable teenager—I think she's a teenager—how Pearl becomes a killer. Second one, Shin Ultraman. I mentioned last week that all the friends of mine who have seen it think that it's really good. But I grew up watching Power Rangers when I was little, so I would recommend to those who have seen Ultraman when they were little. Top two, Barbarian. This hasn't had any plan to be released in Taiwan either, and this movie is about Airbnb. The protagonist rents a place on Airbnb, and only after she arrives at the place, she realizes that oh, there's somebody else staying here tonight. But she thinks, okay, it's just one night; it shouldn't be too troublesome. But what she doesn't know is that after it gets into night. Something terrible is going to happen. All right, the other top two, Silent Parade. This movie is adapted from a Japanese series. I personally haven't seen this series, but I have a friend who saw it, and he said it's really good. And because it's related to detective stories, so I think if you are into detective stories, pick Silent Parade instead of Don't Worry Darling. Because you probably would enjoy yourself more watching this Japanese one than "Don't Worry, Darling," because you don't really get the feeling of solving a case. Top one, Avatar. We talked about it last week, and the reason why I think it's re-released right now is because in the end of this year, Avatar two is going to be released. So if you want to review it on the big screen before the sequel is out. You can go watch it. Last but not least, the Woman King. This one is going to be released in Taiwan, but it's going to be released in November. So we probably would talk. Oh no, because I'm going to stop the show for a while. There's no show in November. Oh my god. So if you're interested in the Woman King and the introduction I would give you, remember to check the written form. But what's so special about the Woman King is that it's starred by Viola Davis, one of my favorite actresses. It's said to have the similar story to Black Panther. So if you are interested in African culture, you can go watch it in November. That's all the time we have for today. Time really flies, I know. And this is the episode before the last one. Before I take a short break. But don't worry, the written form will continue, and I will be back after World Cup. See you next week.